Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, entitled, You Are an Ambassador for the Kingdom of God. As Jesus gives the twelve their missionary assignment, he also gives them directions to how to fulfill it. Don't you like to be shown how to do whatever it is that your boss asks you to do? Today, we get taken to school by the master teacher on how to be good ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Here's Pastor Tim. As he has sent us, then we are simply to do. Now, I don't know about you, but there are plenty of times when I get told what I'm supposed to do, and I don't know how to do it. You know, I just, I just don't know how. You know, there's, there's a lot of things at the house that need doing <laughs> that Tim don't know how to do. You know, I got tools that still have the sticker on them. They ain't got no grease on them because I don't know how to use it. I mean, it look like a great tool. I need to buy it for sure. Don't know how to use it, can't use it, but I need to know how. So sometimes there'll be a problem that's going on in the house, and, uh, and I'll go to YouTube, you know, and just type in how to, and you fill in the blank. So I had one time where it was, it was how to fix the heating element in the dryer. My greatest claim to fame, I fixed the dryer. Because I watched the directions. Now in the last few weeks, I've been watching how to fix the ice maker. It still doesn't make ice, by the way. So it's not, it's not foolproof for sure. But I need some help. I need some direction. And these disciples need the same thing. So when we get to verse number 3, 4, and 5, you find number 4 in your list today. Jesus schooled them. He schooled them, man. He took them to school. You can say, well, kind of in a way, from chapters 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, that he's been schooling them all along. But now he sits them down, and it says, He said to them. In other words, boys, listen up. I just told you to take the gospel into all the world, and I told you to heal the sick. And you're sitting there thinking, how do I do that? All right? There's not a YouTube video. All right? So I need to listen to Jesus. Jesus is going to take them to school and he's going to give them some lessons. First of all, he gives them lessons on directions. On directions. This is how you go about this. So he's giving them not directions as far as like a map goes. This is where you are to go. But instruction manual. This is how you are to do it. First of all, in this lesson, there's a lesson concerning their belongings. Notice what he says in verse number 3. He said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. So what's he teaching them concerning their belongings? He's teaching them dependence. He's teaching them dependence on himself. Don't take these things that would be normal, that you would think, hey, I'm going on a trip, I'm going on a journey, I need to make sure I pack a bag with some extra clothes, I need to make sure that I stop by the bank, I need to make sure that I've got this, this, and this all together. And Jesus says, I want you to trust me. I'm sending you, and the evidence of my power and my authority over all of that is my power and authority over you. 
If you will trust me, I'll show you how to teach them to trust me. How, how could they go and be good witnesses and say, man, Jesus will change your life when you still talk like you used to talk? How can you tell somebody about the transforming power of the gospel when you still react the same way that you used to react? How can, there, how can you talk to somebody about life change when you don't show and demonstrate life change? What Jesus is saying is, you trust me and then you can teach them to trust me as well. So don't take the staff. Don't take the bag. Don't take the bread. Don't take the money. Don't take the change of clothes. I will take care of you. By the way, let me also mention this. When you see the staff that's in there, I mean, if, if you're thinking of the shepherd's crook, then you're thinking correctly. Or if you're thinking of a walking stick, you're thinking correctly. There was a group of people in that day, in Luke's day, that were called wandering cynic preachers. A wandering cynic preacher was, first of all, he was a wanderer. He just went from place to place, town to town. And he came walking with this walking stick, with this staff in his hand. But rather than disseminating facts that led to faith, they disseminated fables that led to doubt. And so, and, and so, I mean, they're everywhere. And they're teaching things that were not in the Scriptures, things that were not true, and they led people astray. Duh, that's why they called them cynic preachers. So what Jesus, one thing Jesus is telling them is, don't even look like those guys. Yes, I'm going to send you everywhere from town to town to town. But you're not like them. You take the truth. And you take trust in me. And you'll transform the world. But you've got to separate yourself from everything and everybody else. If we were to go on visitation... Maybe even just going, doing a survey out here in our neighborhood, going door to door, knocking on the doors. I can already tell you, I'm not wearing a white shirt, black tie, and riding a bicycle. I'm not, because I don't want somebody to say, oh, I know what that guy is, you know, and I ain't listening to him. I'm not taking a satchel that's filled with brochures on how Cain got his wife, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I don't want somebody to look and immediately say, I don't want to hear what he has to say because of what other people have done who's come before me. I just want to be me. And the transformation that God has brought about in my life, I want to be able to share them with somebody else. Just sure and simple. So when it comes to your belongings... He says, trust me. Look at verse number four. So the lesson on directions, there's a chapter on belongings, there's a chapter on housing and lodging too. It's in verse four. He says, whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. In other words, when you go into a town and somebody allows you to stay at their house, then you stay at that house until it's time to move on to the next town. Don't keep going and trying to get a better house. Don't try to go find a nicer family. 
Don't just keep going trying to elevate yourself. This is not about you. This is about the gospel. And so you go into that one house and you plant yourself right there for whatever the duration is. Why why would you do that? I mean, I would almost think, why don't you go from house to house to house to house? That way you can kind of touch more people. Because out of all the people that you talk to in that town, there's going to be one family, one household, who's not just going to hear it, they're going to see it. They're going to see whether or not you're for real. They're going to see if your actions match your words. They're going to see if your reactions really are transformed by the power of God. They're going to see that because you're going to stay with them day after day after day. And when time comes for you to leave, the gospel does not go with you. It stays right there. And guess who the town's missionary is going to be? It's going to be that family. Because they've seen it. In the very same way that Jesus called those disciples to be with him. And for chapter after chapter after chapter, they see what Jesus is doing. And they know that he's for real. Now they're going out and they're sharing that very same message. When they leave, now this family shares that very same message. And it continues on and on and on. Jesus is schooling them. He's teaching them lessons on directions. He's given them this chapter on belongings, this chapter on housing. He gives them a chapter on rejection. Because he probably knows that some of those guys are thinking exactly what you're thinking. You know, I mean, that sounds all well and good. I can go out there, I can knock on a door, and I can try to share the gospel with somebody. But what if, what if they slam the door in my face? What if, what if they curse me? What if they sick their dog on me? What if they chase me off their property? What if they say no? What if, by the way, all those things have happened to me? <laughs> Every one of them. All right? It's okay. It's okay. You shake the dust off your feet and you move on. Right? That's what Jesus says. Look at verse 5. Whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, then shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Then what you're, what you're not doing is saying, hey, you, you're not going to treat me nice? Well then, you know, I, <laughs> you can just, you can just I leave you to the devil. You know, I'm going to shake the dust off my feet, I'm going somewhere else. No, what it simply means is, listen, if that guy, that family, they're not going to listen, go find somebody that will. There is somebody out there who wants to hear, who needs to hear, and they need to hear it from you. All I'm going to do with this guy is argue. You know, all we're going to do is get in a theological debate. If you've been here on Sunday nights, you know Paul tells Timothy, you got to avoid that. You avoid those foolish and ignorant disputes. And get on with what God's called you to do in the first place. We get so distracted, don't we? We get distracted from the one task, the one thing that He's told us to do. We get off on so many tangents that we don't do the one thing. If we're talking about Jesus taking them to school, 
He's giving them directions. He's teaching them about directions, but he's also teaching them about distractions. That's what verses 3, 4, and 5 really are about. Don't get distracted by these things. Just go do it. And that's what they did. Verse number 6, look at it. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Here's some things that you need to take note of from, from verse number 6. Number one, they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. Right? They preached the gospel, and they healed people. Secondly, notice that they went everywhere. Everywhere. And here's the problem for us. When we say everywhere, sometimes we mean nowhere. You know? We talk about missions sometimes in terms that are romanticized. And we're going we're gonna to win the world. We're going to take the gospel everywhere. And yet, statistics show that 98% of us don't take the gospel anywhere. To anybody. And when we talk about it, we really don't do it. So we could, we could find ourselves in verse number 6 and, and pat ourselves on the back and say, man, the people of Brit David... They departed, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. That's what we did. Man, we, we did it. But one of the things I want to point out to you is not just this word everywhere, but the word the towns. Sometimes we say we're going everywhere. We don't go anywhere. But Jesus tells us we can go anywhere. But you got to go somewhere. So it's not just the world as a whole. We're going to win the world. The world's made up of little towns. Take the gospel to Columbus. And Columbus itself, there's North Columbus and South Columbus, East Columbus, downtown. It's all different kind of places, isn't it? Every one of those need the gospel. Every one of them. Phoenix City needs it, and Macon needs it, and Augusta needs it, and Habersham needs it, and all kind of towns all over the world. In order to go, you got to go. Jesus has provided everything that you need to be a good ambassador. You know what Paul writes about that? He says, we are ambassadors for Christ. And I love this part. He says, as though God himself were pleading through us, we beg you to be reconciled to God. If you're his ambassador, doesn't mean that you sit in some tower somewhere. It means that you're on your knees begging God and begging these people to be reconciled one with another. Then you're a good ambassador. Let's pray. He's already sent you. And He's already promised you power and authority. Really, the only element that's left is obedience. What do you do with this? What are you going to do with it? Jesus, I understand that this week
that you will give us opportunity to cross paths with people, real people, who have real needs. And you've given us a real answer. And we expect that you're going to give us a real nudge during this week too. To say something or to do something. Father, I pray that we would be as thorough and as quick and as obedient as the ambassadors in this book, that you'd help us to react the very same way. Jesus, you gain glory for yourself in this. Gain glory for yourself in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me where you are? Maybe you need to give your heart to Jesus. Maybe it's something that you've already done, but you need to tell somebody, hey, I have given my heart to Jesus. Let me help you with that. Maybe you need to plant your life in our church. Maybe, maybe all that's already been done. And you just simply say, you know what? I just want to be a good ambassador this week. I'm asking God to give me an opportunity. If Sage and I, or I can pray with you about that, we will. If you want to come right to the altar, you do that. Okay? This is time to do business with him. Let's get on with it, Sean. This year at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.